You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show Podcast, Episode 003. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Well, hello, Mr. Smith. How the hell are you today? You know, I've had better days, but <laughs> I look at the bright side of things. How about you? You know, I'm I'm doing really well today. Um, feeling really good. Got got my hair cut, so great, I feel I sassy. I got my hair cut today too. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Smith is completely bald, if you guys didn't know, and so I helped him shave his head today. And why did I help you shave your head today? Because I broke my arm. <laughs> I'm always telling him he's not close enough to the microphone. Um, so I'll just swallow it, so you guys can hear me. Oh. Um, yeah, so we had a crazy turn of events this past weekend. Yeah, it's been a crazy weekend. Uh, so a lot of times on Saturday mornings, you'll go out and play basketball with the boys. Right. And, and it not like 17-year-olds or anything like that. Like people who are in their 50s, right? Yeah, 40s, 50s. There's a couple 18-year-olds, but... So it's not like you're trying to be hot shit. Well, I am trying to be you hot. Are. Yeah. You are. you got something to prove. I got something to prove. I went to Oregon State. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but I proved that I can break my arm. That's what I proved. So let me just tell you guys, is this not like a hairline fracture type of situation? This is like my arm completely snapped in half type of thing. Yeah. So here's the deal. His humerus bone completely snapped in half, completely severed, popped through his skin. Yeah, it's like one of those like Tosh.0 type Mm -hmm. of you know, video clips you see on YouTube that you're like, one of those. So when the bone popped through his skin, sorry if you're squeamish, um, severed my tricep, severed his tricep muscle. And in addition to that was all shattered all up in the the elbow joint, in the elbow joint to sum it up into one word, disturbing, (laughs) shitty. Yeah. It was disturbing. (laughs) Like, you know, it just was hanging there. And um, I tried to keep my cool and keep myself together and try to... You were amazing. I, I tried. I tried, but... So so how about this? So he calls me. I'm, like, in the shower. And he thinks it might just be dislocated. Because when, when he <laughs> fell, one of the other guys, like, grabbed it and kind of pushed it back in. So he was kind of holding it. Um, and he didn't realize that it had completely came come out the skin and all that. Right. He thought he just got... He was bleeding because he hit the ground and got scraped. So he actually calls two chiropractor friends to see if they could maybe pop his... <laughs> yeah, thought... Before I call the ER, yeah. Yeah, before, before he called the ER. So, um, so anyway... I'm not much of a hillbilly. Yeah, well, at least you weren't <laughs> drinking moonshine on the way. <laughs> the stained beard. So, so, flash forward. Okay, so fortunately, thank God... It happened in the early morning because that meant we were able to actually get into emergency surgery uh, by about 2.30. 
They thought that it would take about two hours. It ended up taking four and a half hours because the doctor said, quote, it was the worst he had ever seen. Which is <laughs> what you always want to hear from your doctor or your lover. <laughs> <laughs> Way to bring it back to relationships, baby. <laughs> Got to bring this back somehow. Nice. Nice segue, babe. <laughs> We're actually not discussing relationships today, but I really appreciate that. But as you can see, we're both in really great spirits, despite being in the hospital all weekend. We spent Mother's Day there. Um, Which sucked. I wanted to see my mom. Yeah, he really wanted to spend time with his mom. But now the good news is, is we'll be able to go and stay for quite a few days because you're going to have like three months off, probably. Yeah. So. Well, plenty of time to uh, reevaluate where my life is going. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> He's get, we're going to have some come to Jesus moments. We're going to have some... Uh... Come to Jesus. <laughs> I'm just in one of those moods today. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's 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 hyped up on pain meds, so... No, I'm not. Oh, you're not? No, I'm off pain meds. Oh. I've just been taking Advil. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. I'm, I'm like trying to get... I hate pain medicine. It just makes you foggy, gives me a headache. Yeah. It doesn't really take away the pain. It just puts you to sleep. Yeah. You know? And um, I'm pretty good with pain anyway, so I was like, I'm just going to try to knock these off. And it was making me constipated, to top it all off. Yeah. So I thought, I'm just going to cut them out, and I haven't had them since yesterday. Great. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so this, the, you know, usually we, Monday. usually we record the podcast on Saturday or Sunday, and so that we can release it to you guys on Wednesday. Um, that wasn't gonna happen. That we were we were busy <laughs> putting two plates and a shit ton of screws back into your arm, which everybody's been like, "Oh, well, now he's pretty much the bionic man. Right. Maybe he can do like superhuman strength and you know." And I'm like, mm, "I think it's more gonna be more like just going off on metal detectors in the airport and shit like that." You know, that's about as far as my healing my uh, superpowers go. Yeah, totally. Set off an alarm at a single bound. <laughs> <laughs> So what's crazy is he does uh, massage therapy for a living. So, of course, we're like, holy shit, what the hell is this going to do to your practice, to our livelihood, to... I mean, there's been a ton of situations around this um, that this could have really taken us out, you know, in, in so many ways. And I really think how we have how we have learned to cope with tragedy and trauma and scary ass situations has really evolved over the years. Um, and our resiliency is completely different these days. Um, and it's been interesting to look at, you know, like we've dealt with some really crazy things over the years where like we both got laid off at the same time during like the big dot com boom. Uh, we had both of our cars like kind of blow up on us, like literally blow up on the freeway, like fire. And I know I was like, I've never seen that happen except in movies, (laughs) except in our life. (laughs) That would only happen to me. Right. We dealt with, you know, losing my father. Um, like we've, we've dealt with some pretty gnarly shit. We've been through it. Sure. And, um, particularly when, when it's a financial thing, I think that's what, you know, and that's what most couples argue about. So anyway, it it really it really influenced how we how we talk to each other, how we talk to all the nurses, how we've talked to our friends and family, and it really got me thinking about really having conscious perspective and choice around whatever horrible shitty situation you're in. 
Yeah. Right. So I thought we really need to we need to talk about this on the podcast because here we are in a situation <laughs> that could be really. I mean, I'll be really, really honest with you. We don't have medical insurance. And I, there's a lot of political reasons behind that, and I'll spare you that. But uh, needless to say, this will be a huge incurrence of financial woes. <laughs> right. Um, and there again, you know, there would have been a time when that would have been devastating to us, and we're just like cho- not choosing devastation. We just consciously are choosing something different. So we're going to talk a lot about that, and really that's what today is all about is how to make things suck less. <laughs> but you know what? I have a surprise for you before that. Oh, that's right. I have a surprise for Mr. You. Smith's been cooking up a little surprise for me. Yeah, yeah. i got to hype this show up a little bit. <laughs> you're not loud enough. Oh, right? oh, I'm not yeah, loud enough? Yeah, you're not loud enough. I thought, so wait I thought, a minute. I thought I'd do a little something that you could use to hype yourself up a little bit and um, get the crowd moving. <laughs> How do, you, how do you feel about that? So this is going to like get the junkies on their feet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody get on your feet and clap your hands. Here it comes. You ready? <laughs> Drop that beat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just going to let that roll for a minute. Watch. Mm. Wait for it. Wait for it. Yeah, uh, uh. One time. Mm. Now, here's a little story I'd like to tell about a five-foot junkie you know so well. Her knowledge is strong and her wisdom's tight. She's here to help relationships to see the light. Uh, gonna find your soulmate. It's never too late. Yeah. Listen to the junkie to help you get your shit straight. <laughs> Yo, 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 flame red hair full of spunk and sassy, 120 pounds of kick your assy. <laughs> She's got a sailor's mouth, but still keeps it classy, so full of passion that she fogs the glass, see? Yeah. Pursue all your life dreams, life's more than what it seems. Yeah. Uh, this little show could get you out your old routines. Uh, so now that you know what she's all about, shattered all your excuses, released your self-doubt. It's time to figure out what you're truly made of. True. Oh, I fucked up there. <laughs> it's time to figure out what you're truly made of. To reach for what you want and give some self-love. Yeah. Yeah. Sit back, relax. It's time for Junkie College. I'ma <laughs> shut up and let us spit her knowledge. Yeah, what? That's how I roll. Uh. You guys feeling that? Right. Yeah. All right, back to silence. Oh, my God. I'm dying, babe. <laughs> that is fucking amazing. Uh, I put that together in my spare time. <laughs> I had some downtime in the hospital. <laughs> I no, I've been working on that way before the hospital. Like, yeah. I've been working on this for weeks. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, I hope you like it. I hope the junkies like it. Well, okay, so if you can't understand why I fell in love with this man after that <laughs> shit, like, come on. Um, 
Thank you so You're very much. You're so sweet. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, that might be my ringtone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. So I think I think just even who you are and who you're being and how um, what great spirits you're in right now is such a testament to um, the choice you made around this whole injury. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know? And so, so that's what I really, really want to talk to you guys about because what you fuel your mind with really becomes your reality. And so for instance, while we were (laughs) in the hospital, we could have easily taken that spiral of, holy shit, what are we going to do about this this medical bill? What are we going to do about, you know, you being out of work? Um, this is so awful. We can't go visit our moms. We can't. And cancel our New York trip. Cancel our New York trip. Like, we could stay really focused on the things that suck and the things that are awful. And if you commit to that, you create sort of a, almost like a spiral in your mind where you continue to fuel yourself in that way. Mm. And that becomes your reality. So, uh, and then what you tend to do after it's become your reality is you search for evidence of it. So I'll give you another example too. But like, for instance, if we would have not caught ourselves, like at first, in the, at first we were like, holy shit. Oh my God. Oh my God. Ah, freaking out. And then we kind of stopped and we were like, no, we've got this. We'll take care of it this way. We have so much to be grateful for. You know, we'll be able to go visit our moms for a long period of time now. We'll be able. And we just started really choosing to focus on the blessings and the yeah. things that were amazing. Um, so I want to give you another uh, another example. So what will typically happen, and this is where I want you to really look in your own life, is you will have some sort of situation. So let's say you are going through a divorce, right? So then what happens is your mind will create a truth about your situation or what a lot of times we call in coaching, we call it your perspective, your chosen perspective. So let's say your current situation is that you're going through a divorce, right? And without a whole lot of awareness or really knowing what you're doing with your thoughts, etc., You attach to a truth or a perspective of, well, I'm just too old, I'm damaged, Um, I must not be worthy, my life sucks, it's over, I'm too old to start over. And then what happens after you've created that perspective is you start looking around your life and gathering evidence to support that that thought. Mm -hmm. So, in fact, I've seen clients like this. Where they're in, they're locked into this pers- the perspective about how shitty it is going through this divorce, and then anything they can do to support that belief, they'll do it. So they'll say, "Well, guess what? I I saw him dating somebody else, and oh, and then well, of course I got summoned to this, and oh, and the deposition this, and oh, well, of course I lost this in the custody battle, and of course I lost, and it's focus, focus." Focus on the negative, on the bad, on the horrible perspective, on the lock, the being locked in to that this is shitty. So here's easier, easier said than done, though. Oh, for sure. Get out of that. For sure. But what you have to do is you have to get to a place where you are so sick and tired of feeling awful. 
So there's definitely situations like that where you need to mourn. You know, you need to be like in the depths of despair. You need to feel what you feel. I get that. But it's different when you're talking, you don't ever recover from this because Mm -hmm. you've chosen that you've chosen victimhood. You've chosen that this is shitty and I'm committed to that. Meanwhile, everybody else can see all these amazing things for you. Like when I would look at situations like that, I'd go, oh my God, here's another way to look at it. So it's almost like you've got these glasses on and you're looking through the lenses of this is shitty. That means you've got one pair of glasses. There are a ton of pair of glasses that you could try on. You could look at it through a, oh my gosh, I get the blessing of starting over. Or I'm no longer in a toxic relationship. Or, oh my gosh, I don't have to go to bed with a stranger anymore. Or I'm cre- I'm teaching my children what it looks like to be a strong woman or man. Um, you can look at it however you want. So this is what I want you to hear. The situation is going to be there, right? How you look at it is your choice. That is your call. And I've de- I'm definitely not shit and glitter all the time, as I like to say. <laughs> Okay. I'm sure glad. It is. But you can get them. I actually saw these bills, these pills that you take that it's got to be for like drag queens or something. And you just like shit glitter. And I was disgusted. I know. And I was like, I think I might need that. But it's like, I think that's the wrong way to get your fiber. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, they're like 14 karat gold Ah. and they're like thousands of dollars. It's like, really? Who needs this? You like shit gold glitter? I love it. But so here's the deal. Like, you know, we've all heard the phrase. Glass is half full, glass is half empty, right? It's the same fucking glass. It is the same damn glass. It is up to you how you see it. Nobody else. Now, if you're listening to me and you go, but Amy, my situation does suck. It is awful. Then congratulations, you are stuck in your current perspective. That does not mean that that is the only way to view it. It is the it is the way you have viewed it until now because you are committed to seeing it in that way. And I've had that before myself. And it took getting to the point of being so exhausted, feeling shitty. Because when you're locked into a disempowering perspective like that, like let's say it's it's uh, going through a divorce and you're committed that this is the worst thing that could ever happen to you <clears throat> and that you're never going to get through this, you're, you're damaged goods, you're da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, you, you are the one, you are the one suffering. Like you're causing yourself more pain by being so committed to that particular perspective nobody else is hurting except you so wouldn't it do you a major service to actually view it in such a way that makes you feel good all we want to do is feel good I mean that's our human we're motivated by either avoidance of pain or pursuit of pleasure that really is our fundamental makeup so we want to feel good so if we have the power mentally to switch how we view our situation then let's do it. And it doesn't mean it's a snap of the finger. It doesn't mean that it's overnight. But I will tell you that this situation that we went through just this past weekend, because I have conditioned a new way of handling hardship, it has become easier and easier and easier to see the bright side. Because there was a time when I would never have done that. And physiologically, if I may add a perspective, physiologically, we are energetic beings right 
and we live in a field of energy called gravity, right? Mm -hmm. And we have these energetic things in our minds called neurons. And we, we have the capability of training those neurons for whatever energy we want. If we continue to train them to think negatively, then they continue to build a negative pattern. Right. If we think in positive ways, then our minds start to think in positive ways. Right. So uh, just from a physiological perspective, there's science behind it, too. You right. Know? Absolutely. Well, it's just like anything else. Like if you uh, train a muscle a specific way, you... Um, you can build it and create it to be stronger, a, a different form, but you have to maintain that. So the same thing for you and I, we have to maintain that positive, positive self-talk. And it, it takes time and it takes practice. Um, but for me, I was sick of spiraling into anxiety. I was sick of being worried all the time. I was sick of uh, creating a false sense of what was happening. I always created worst case scenario. And then it wasn't really until I discovered coaching and started realizing just awareness around what I was fueling my mind with um, and that I could actually change it. That's always what I've said in my practice too, is awareness makes the change. Exactly. It gives you options. Well, because we don't, we, why would you second guess it? Everything that goes on in your mind presents itself as truth. So right. you just automatically believe this is shitty. This right. is horrible. This sucks. Right. This is how it is. When in reality, that's just how we're viewing it. Right. Your situation. And that's one of the things that I always lean towards is what, what, what could possibly be worse that I could be so thankful that I don't have that. Right. Like that is one of my fastest avenues is gratitude. Yeah. So like, for instance, that uh, this weekend I went, thank God this happened in the morning and you were able to get surgery same day or we would have had an additional day of hospital bills. Right. Thank God this is a, br a broken bone instead of uh, something like cancer. Um Think, or a you know a broken skull or something you know like or it back could have been or way worse it could have been worse. so wor much worse um, <laughs> and most of the time we don't give ourselves the expanse we don't look at like people in other countries who they they live in fear of their home being bombed every day uh, you know who have been pushed from their homes we're worried about our our divorces right. and our job and our if financial we hear stability we're and thinking of. Uh, oh, there's fireworks going off. Right. right. But they're thinking, oh, shit, here comes more trouble. And I'm not at all belittling your pain. I don't want that to come across at all because I definitely feel like there, it, our pain is ours to feel, but it depends on your, your resiliency and your ability to get through your pain has so much to do with what perspective you are committed to. So, uh, so my suggestion would be if you're in the middle of a, a shitty ass situation, allow yourself to mourn, allow yourself to be pissed, do whatever you need to do to, to feel what you feel. But everybody gets to that point where they're like, I'm done staying here. You know, I, and sometimes it takes longer than others. Sometimes it's mourning that divorce or, you know, the loss of a job or something. Sometimes it takes months, years, but we, we get to that place where we're like, I can't live like this anymore. So let's take it into your hands. What are you doing that's contributing to the suckiness of your situation? So 
what I want what I want you to look at right now if you're going oh yep that's me I just got laid off or yep that's me I'm going through a divorce or what or whatever it is that is really just rocking your world I want you to watch your internal talk okay and we'll get into this a lot more in future podcasts I'm sure <clears throat> but I want you to watch out and listen for what are you saying to yourself um and it, it usually is going to be right around this particular situation. So if it's a divorce, it's going to be when you get off the phone with your ex, when you get off the phone with your attorney, when you're talking to your friends and family about it. What is going on in your mind? And you have an online product for internal talk too, don't you? Um, I've got some stuff, yes. Oh, you're so cute. Um, yeah, I do. I have some a digital product called Badass 101 that covers a lot of internal um, beliefs and yeah. self-talk, and there's a whole module on it. So you can you can check it out on my site. Thank you. Wow, I wasn't that... paid for that, by the way. Nice plug, <laughs> Mr. Smith. Wow. Wow, you are the best sidekick ever, I think. Hey, I got to step up my game. You know, I'm trying to up the production level, you know. <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. So that's your step one. Watch what you're actually saying. Um, Number two, this one's really easy. This takes a lot of the uh, woo-woo out of it. Watch what you're focused on. Okay. A lot of times our minds will attach to something and they, you know, you might have this where you're out and you're having a good time and then your mind's going, wait a minute, we were worried about something. We were focused on something awful. What was that? And it wants to bring it back up and dwell. And then it wants to collude and talk to all these other people about how shitty it is. And and I had to really watch myself this weekend even because I wanted to bring up financial matters with people. And I really stopped myself and I'm like, that's me adding to the mess. That's me focusing on the financial issues instead of what I really want to focus on, which is how gorgeous this is to have – time with you no it's been nice to be able to have time with you you know you know i wanted to slow down i didn't want to slow down this fast i know <laughs> so be careful what you ask for exactly well and i think there's so many blessings like there's so much we're going to be able to get done yeah. in the next three months yeah. just creatively I'm and i'm excited for it just working on the website and you know yeah. helping you with anything you need like i'm really excited and we would never. I'd never have, have that opportunity. No. I just, uh, you know, and I, I love my practice. Don't get me wrong, but um, this is just another avenue. Yeah. You know, my practice isn't all of me. Yeah. You know. Totally. Yeah. So if I keep that in perspective, I can look at all the other beautiful things that are happening in my life, my wife, my family, all the support that I'm getting. It's amazing. It's been really all that awesome. support that's out there. If I focus on that stuff, then it makes it suck less. Totally. <laughs> it totally does. Yep. You know? And, um, yeah, I've used this in a lot of different... I mean, I remember I had... I had a, somebody asked me, like, oh, what do you do? And I said, oh, I'm a life coach, and I do a lot of digital programs and online courses, and I'm a relationship expert. And she was like, oh, so you mean you listen to people's problems all day? <laughs> and I was like, well, that is definitely your perspective. <laughs> And I said, no, I actually, I am so privileged and honored to be able to accompany people on their journey to get them to a place where they love life. And that is intimate and it is a fucking honor. It is an honor. Yeah, that's so, how I feel too. And that's the deal is 
The job is still the job. That's still the situation. You can choose to look at it as listening to people's problems all day, or you can choose to look at it as being a blessing and a gift, and oh my God, I can't believe it. So now that's a decent situation, right? It's more challenging when it's a shitty situation, but the choice is always ours, always ours. And I remember hearing, I'm sure I'm going to butcher it, but um, there was a gentleman, I'm sure he's written a, he's written a book about it, who escaped concentration camps in Nazi Germany, who escaped by piling himself amongst other dead bodies. Oh yeah, I did hear that story. Right. That's crazy. So I always think, and he, and his story is just ridiculous and amazing and like one of hope and triumph. And I always think if you can be in a situation like that and choose happiness and beauty and gratitude, then I sure as fuck can. Right. So, um, so the, our human ability to choose our perspective, it, it is there. And it is amazing if you use it, if you flex it. All right. So third thing, I want you to watch the evidence that you're gathering. Watch yourself when you start going, see, well, of course, well, of course that would happen. What are you choosing to focus on? What are you gathering evidence of? And what is your internal talk? All right. Um, And really watch how all of these things uh, come into play with other people, like, um, like for instance, if you have, uh, just gotten laid off or you lost your job, do you go on Facebook and try to see how great all of your other friends are doing and who's making money and stuff like that? Like that's your own behavior, gathering evidence that makes you feel shitty. So don't, don't do that. Don't talk to your friends who, who want to bring you down about how bad the job market is and, you know. Watch who you talk uh, talk to. You know, watch what you talk about. Are you regurgitating the same sob story over and over again to everybody in your life? That that's on you. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about when I say junkie college. It's <laughs> fucking junkie college. It's amazing stuff. Maybe I'll make a program like that called Junkie College or something. <laughs> that would be good. I mean, I'll get a lot of addicts, maybe. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you could. We'll see. I'll, I'll, have, to, they don't need you, I'll have to call it right? Joy Junkie College so that it's really clear. Yeah. But anyway, we are sweating bullets because Callie is hot right now. So we got to go get in front of the AC and uh, get Mr. Smith some ice for this this elbow. But um, thanks so much for hanging out with us. So here's to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out.